Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to The Late Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. Time to check in again with our friend of the show, Michael Rand from the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Let's talk some twins. Let's talk some Vikings with Michael Rand. Randball, how you been, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Let's start with the twins. Um, it was. I thought it was a really good season. I predicted before the season that they would win the division and go into the postseason. And I thought that they would win a series. Um, they were able to do that in the wild card round. Not able to do it against the Houston Astros, who I believe is the best team in the American League. But just your overall thought on the Twins this season, because the first half of this of the season um, was just so inconsistent. It was a little bit brutal. It was a little bit rough just to see how they kind of flailed into the all-star break. But then in yeah. the second half of the season, they were awesome. Just your thoughts on the season from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, I think my expectations were a little bit diminished going in just because of the way last year ended. I wanted to see them prove it like it fell all year long like once you saw all these teams in the central like they were the best team so it was a little disappointing early you know they were like under 500 trailing cleveland at the all-star break you're like what's going on but then it then it clicked you started to see the vision so i felt like this was an appropriate level of an accomplishment and you know i was pretty i was i felt pretty good about their chances of breaking that 18 game streak because you looked at it and you're like, well, they're going to be the division winner. They're going to have home games in the wild card round. They're not going to be playing a great team. They'll be playing the last wild card team. Like this is this is set up pretty well for them to have some taste of success. So yeah, I, I don't think this was terribly unexpected, but I do think it is a it's it's an accomplishment that they hadn't done for a long time. Well, I think that, and I don't know if if you would agree with my assessment of this or not, um, but. You know, Mike, I, I look at what Thad Levine and Derek Falvey have done here in their time in Minnesota, yeah. and I think that they're the best front office that we have currently. I Look, I, I give a lot of props to Bill Guerin. I like him uh, with the Minnesota Wild, uh, but the Wild have not been able to do anything advancing or, or winning a, a, a playoff uh, around here lately. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, last year, Kwesi, uh Kevin O'Connell, Okay, they they got to the postseason. They won the division. Uh, did nothing with the home field advantage that they had, and then beyond that, um, the jury is clearly going to still be out um, with the Minnesota Timberwolves and Tim Connolly. But just your, your thoughts on 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 Falvey and Levine because I I do feel like they get a little bit slighted, and the way that they constructed this ball club th- this year, I think was an absolute thumbs up. I think so too. I think they did a great job. This might have been their best job. You know, just. I think what really doomed them last year was a lack of quality depth, and maybe that was part of the problem in 21, too. You had any any kind of injury, and the dropout was significant. This year they had a lot of quality veterans, guys like Michael A. Taylor, who kind of flew under the radar. But imagine their season without him, like someone who can come in and kind of be like Byron Buxton light, hit some home runs, play great center field defense, like those kind of moves in addition to the pitching moves they made, you know, look at, look at their starting rotation, like their whole rotation this year 
was made up of guys that they acquired in trades over the last three, four years. Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Kenton Maeda. Those were all trades in the last four years. So they definitely put together a really good club. Um, I still put Garen ahead of those guys just because I think he's done a better job overall of doing something with what he was given. The fact that they've been able to go to the playoffs, given the financial situation and given everything he inherited and what he had to do to reshape the culture of that team to get rid of uh, Parisi and Suter and kind of change that locker room and still be competitive. I think they're number one. And I think the jury's a little bit out. I, I think I want to see the Twins do it again now because I think they're going to have some real challenges in 24. I like their core. They're going to have probably a lesser payroll. I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign Sunday Gray. So I think they have some challenges going forward, and that's going to be maybe where I'll be even more impressed if they're, if they're able to navigate those two. Talking to Michael Rand, digital sports senior writer for the Minneapolis Star Tribune and also podcast host for the Daily Delivery here on the Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. So all in all, what type of grade would you give the Twins for this season? I'm giving like an A minus. I think like, you know, it's, it, you know, it came up short of a, a world series. I think there was a little bit of an opportunity missed against Houston, even though Houston was the better team and you came home one, one, I think it's a little bit of a disappointment once you got to that point that you couldn't at least get it to a game five and give Pablo Lopez one more chance, just to, that they couldn't hit a little bit better that they underachieved at the start of the season. I think that kind of, that kind of sets them back, but you know, Listen, they, they did something they haven't done in almost 20 years. They won a playoff game. They won a playoff series for the first time in more than 20 years. you, you got to give them it – was, it was a lot of fun, especially those last two and a half months. you got to give them credit for that. So I'd say A-. minus. All right, let's uh, turn our attention now to the Minnesota Vikings. The 1-4 Minnesota Vikings, um, a team that is absolutely struggling. I don't care that yeah. they beat the Carolina Panthers. That was ugly no. to watch. Um, yeah. Now they go on the road. They face the Chicago Bears. And I, I, quite honestly, I, I think that the Bears have played better than the Vikings, to be honest with you. And the reason why I say that is because I know that the Bears haven't been very good this year. Yeah. But I know that there's there's been a lot of looking at Justin Fields and wanting to put a lot of the blame on him. I think it's it's way beyond Justin Fields. I, I, if you individually look at these games, Justin Fields hasn't been as horrible as people would like to say that he is. And clearly, no. you know, quite frankly, he played he's played pretty well here the last couple of weeks. But just your thoughts on this matchup, because I know that the Vikings are <laughs> they're favored to win this game, but we know how things have always went when we go to a Soldier Field. Yeah, I don't think this is a slam dunk by any stretch. The Vikings haven't shown me that any game this year is a game that I'm going to put in the automatic win column. I mean, maybe we felt that the way at the start of the year where you looked at the schedule and you're like, okay, they're going to beat this team. They're going to beat that team. Uh, I don't feel like that about them anymore, especially without Justin Jefferson in the lineup, especially without, um, you know, especially without them proving that they can play any kind of consistent game this season. They're just, they just haven't done that this year. They've turned the ball over way too much. Their offense hasn't been good enough anyway. Uh, I just, I just don't think they are that team right now. So yeah, I think the Bears could absolutely win this game. Um, Justin Fields has thrown four touchdowns each of the last two weeks. He's got that connection with DJ Moore right now. The Bears' defense is really bad, so I think there's that element of it that we can't forget. Like, the Vikings should be able to move the ball. If the Vikings can stop defeating themselves, they probably should win this game, but they haven't shown at all this year that they can do that. So, as, you know what, honestly, at this point, like, this is, this is kind of one of those make-or-break games where it's like if they lose this game, it's like the full-on – like the tank is on because they're they're not going to be anything better than two and six by the trade deadline, and I got to imagine they're going to start unloading guys like Daniil Hunter, perhaps guys like that. So 
you know, Jeff Jefferson's out for four games. Like this is the kind of thing where if they don't win this game, you're all of a sudden talking about, okay, this, this whole season is kind of, kind of, kind of down, down to uh, Hey, play for 2024. If they win this game, I still think that they have something left and something to try to play for and build on. Cause the schedule does get soft um, going beyond this. Well, I, I think that we have um, some other fears right now yeah. with the Minnesota Vikings. And to me, the number one fear with the Vikings is that there could be an issue. Um, and I don't think that he's, he's, he's trying to get out of here. But the whole Justin Jefferson thing, I think, is, 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 should be concerning to Vikings fans yeah. because we know that with star wide receivers, um, mm-hmm. they tend to, when they get frustrated, it can be a little bit of a headache. And I'm not saying sitting here saying that Justin Jefferson is going to be a headache. But my point is this. They should have paid him the money that's owed him here yeah. in this offseason. Now yeah. that we're into the season, and now yeah. that he's going to be out for a month, he's got a lot yeah. of spare time on his hands. He can sit there, and his people and his camp can talk about coulda, woulda, shouldas, and yeah. have issues with the Vikings. Just your thoughts on how this is kind of uh, how, how this is playing out for the Vikings? Because I got to be honest with you, I think that Quasis has totally screwed this up. I think so too. And I, you know, and I don't know what Jefferson's camp wanted, so I don't know where to place all the blame, but it, it felt like a bad vibe going into the season when he wasn't signed. Like you kept hearing all this, like deal's going to get done. Deal's going to get done. We're almost there. And then it wasn't, that felt just like a bad vibe at the start of the year. So it, it's, it's kind of been like that ever since too, right? Not like he hasn't been playing well, but something's just kind of felt off. They haven't felt like the same same team as they were a year ago. You got Justin Jefferson playing for his contract. Cousins is a free agent. Daniil Hunter's a free agent. Like those are your three best players. All three of them. Not saying they're playing for themselves, but at this point, like none of them are on long-term deals, and they've got to be thinking what's what's the future here. So I think it set them up for a bad a bad deal. And I'm I'm curious. I'm kind of wondering like what's what's each side's motivation now in in Jefferson coming back? Like because Jefferson doesn't doesn't want to hurry back. He's not going to come back quickly and say hey. You know, I don't have a contract yet, so I'm going to come back and maybe re-aggravate this thing. I don't think he's going to say that. Vikings, unless they win a bunch of these games with him out, aren't going to be incentivized to want him to come back quickly because they're going to be wanting to lose games probably at some point if they're going to have the ability to draft their quarterback of the future. So I think they're in a bad spot right now. I don't think this, I don't think this has been a good year for Quasey. I don't think his draft is very good aside from Jordan Addison. I don't think any of his draft picks have been all that good aside from Jordan Addison. And I don't think the I don't think any, much of his other uh, – his other stuff has gone all that well either lately. I'm, I'm totally with you. There, there's no incentive when he comes back to just jump right back into the fray uh, if he's not 100%. And yeah. at the end of the year, you still got to pay the man. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, what are we it's doing? Not gonna get any, it's not going to get any cheaper. Like, why didn't you just pay him? What was the holdup? Like, it just, it set a bad tone. It was like you kept hearing, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Might be as soon as, you know, this day, that day. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, they're tabling this till the end of the year. It's like, well, why? What's the point? He's what else is Justin Jefferson going to do that's going to make you say he should be paid more or less? Like he's already yep. the best receiver in the NFL, probably the second or third best player in the NFL. I don't get it. I didn't, I didn't get it at the time, and I certainly don't get it now because now you're in a weird spot where there's no hurry. Yep. All right. Last thing for you, and then we'll let you go. Number one most disappointing thing so far uh, to start this uh, Minnesota Vikings season. I mean, the turnovers are huge. Just the fact that they haven't been able to average more than 22 points a game on offense. I know the turnovers are a big part of it. Hey, listen, I, I noticed that someone sent me this the other day, and I, I 
that put this in the in a blog today, just a little snippet of it, but like Pro Football Focus is saying the Vikings have a pretty good offensive line, like top two, top three in the league. ESPN is saying the same thing. Like, what's going on with the offense? If we can't blame the offensive line, if those metrics are right, Justin Jefferson's been healthy most of this year. Kirk Cousins has been healthy. Everybody pretty much has been healthy. What's the problem? So I think that I think the offense all the turnovers, and the inability to move the ball consistently. Those have been the most disappointing things to me. I think that the most disappointing thing outside of what you just mentioned, the turnovers, um, I'm disappointed in TJ Hawkinson, man. I don't know know if him getting the money now, if he has mailed it in or he just doesn't care as much, but he doesn't look the same. Like TJ Hawkinson, what we saw last year and what we even saw before in Detroit, that ain't the same guy on Sundays right now. So he's got to get back to to getting – re-energized and focused with the Vikings. Maybe he's not over that ear infection he had in camp. <laughs> it's the ear infection. It's probably the ear infection. Still. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Ramball, man, I appreciate you joining me here on this Friday evening. You bet. Take care, Slick. All right, take care. That's Michael Rand Ramball. Check out his fine stuff here on the Minneapolis Star Tribune and the podcast that he does called Daily Delivery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.